0: And welcome to another edition of Two Steps Ahead Podcast, Two Steps Ahead Podcast encouraging you to take your passion, make it happen, let yourself be great. I'm Son Edom. Coming up on the show, we've got a couple things we want to get to, which are basically on the opposite ends of the morality spectrum, quite possibly. What could I be talking about? Well, first off, there was a story that I came across. It's not unfamiliar or uncommon, but it does pose an interesting question, especially in this day and age of education. We've talked about it before on the podcast where there's a teacher shortage in education. We've also discussed how half the country is less than proficient, is below the proficiency level for their grade level in math and reading, and now it's also science that has come out with low proficiency. We've talked about some states and the uh, cities and school districts that have below 10% and even 0% of students at grade level proficiency. We've also talked about the low pay, the low pay that teachers endure the long hours and a lot of times using their own money to pay for resources, or whatever they need in the classroom. So as I'm perusing through some news, looking at what's going on, I come across the story out of Missouri. Brianna Coppage, the Missouri public school teacher who turned to, apparently here it says sex work, to boost her income has resigned after being suspended by school administrators who discovered she had an OnlyFans account. She goes on to say that she did not want to fight the school district. She's just ready for peace. She's 28 years old. Uh, she knew that nothing was going to be the same once she was outed or once they found out about her. And so she just thought her best option was to resign and she is going to, I guess, do OnlyFans full-time. She has a bachelor's and a master's degree in education, so she is obviously highly qualified to be a teacher. She was working towards a specialist degree, and she made the decision to go from teaching or at least add her income along with teaching with OnlyFans so that she could help pay off those hefty student loans she said her OnlyFans account added about $8,000 per month to her $42,000 that she made last year as a teacher. So apparently she made $96,000 doing OnlyFans, which is more than double what she made teaching. So she was uh, found out somehow Apparently, according to the story, she had a separate name and it was under lock and key in OnlyFans. If you're not familiar with OnlyFans, let me educate you. Founded in 2016, it's a subscription-based social media platform. So people will put up content and then you subscribe, you pay a fee, whatever the fee might be per month, and then you get to access that content. Now, there's multitudes of different kinds of t- content that goes on OnlyFans, but it's pretty much synonymous with uh, adult content, pornographic content. People flashing their goods on there. Um, in March of 2020, OnlyFans skyrocketed from 7.5 million users, I guess, to 85 million. Obviously, this had to do with the pandemic. And now, most recently, there's over 210 million registers, uh, registered users in 2023. Some OnlyFans creators have been able to earn up to a million dollars in a day. Dude, I'm in the wrong business. Million dollars in a day. Jeez, now I know where to go there. But anyways, so you have this platform. Apparently, on the average... Top earners make a hundred thousand a month or more. So apparently that million dollars a day is, uh, rare. And then, uh, 20% of whatever is made is deducted. So OnlyFans keeps it. And then you get the 80% left that is a creator. And so far more than two billion dollars have been paid by OnlyFans to the creators. Lots of money. Like everything we talk about, it's always about money. Lots of money going out there. Uh, users' average subscription fee is seven twenty. So, for example, if I was going to put together an OnlyFans, and you want to subscribe to see the content, on the average, you would pay seven twenty a month. However, there are some people, like we talked about, uh, what a million dollars, and the average is about hundred thousand dollars. Well, Black China. Do you know who Black China is? Black China apparently makes $20 million a month on OnlyFans. I don't know what kind of content she creates. I think she's a multifaceted entertainer, including music and so forth. So, not sure if it's strictly adult content, but nonetheless, $20 million. Uh, Bella Thorne apparently makes $11 million a month. Now, I think she was one that made like $2 million in a day because she announced she was going to go on OnlyFans, and then uh, everyone signed up, and then it was a little deceptive because she never really did full adult content. She was just there in, like, bikinis and stuff, but she made like $2 million in a day. Well, apparently she averages about 11 Again, not sure what kind of content she does. Cardi B about $9.5 a, a month. Uh, Mia Khalifa, who is actually under fire now because of her comments regarding Palestine and Israel in the uh, recent war that just uh, started, and apparently she was dropped by somebody too because she came out with some pro-Palestinian comments. But anyway, so she's making the news on several levels, but apparently $6.5 and then some other people. Now there's somebody here that goes by the name Jem one hundred one. This is interesting because they make just under three million a month. However, their monthly subscription is thirty dollars. Cardi B is nineteen ninety nine a month for subscribers, and she makes nine point or nine, yeah, nine and a half million. So, anyway, so, again, the average is about seven twenty-five or whatever, and so you can charge up to 30 to 20 to 15 whatever you want, and you can make a boatload of cash. Okay, so that's OnlyFans, subscription-based content that you can subscribe and make uh, or that you can subscribe to and see content, and then creators can put content out there. Now, I know it's not primarily or solely for the adult content, but, again, that's what a lot of people do. So you have this uh, Brianna Coppage. Missouri teacher, master's degree, working on a specialist degree, making 42000 in the state of Missouri, and we'll get to that. But now she's going to go strictly OnlyFans at 96000 a year. Another story. Because, again, when I do these things, I research them, I see a story, and then from that story, It might take me to other ideas or other stories and it goes on and on. And then at the end, if I have an idea of what I want to do to start the show, by the end of the show, it could be a completely different show. So a former Arizona teacher made headlines after being caught having an OnlyFans account and has also been booted off the website. So not only was this teacher caught, but now booted off the website Samantha Peer, also known as Chloe Carter, was once a teacher at Lake Havasu Unified School District, along with her husband. However, their educational careers would come to an end after the community learned that the couple was making pornographic content on OnlyFans to supplement their income, despite efforts to avoid avoid being found out. At the center of the controversy was the fact that Peer created videos inside the classroom. Yeah, that's a big no-no. It was on the weekend, no children were present, but yeah, that's a big no-no. So there's the difference in, if you want to compare and contrast some cases. So one was doing it in the privacy of her own home, and one was doing it on school grounds. So obviously the school grounds is going to get you in hot water when you do something like that. But both were trying to supplement their income because, again, low pay on teachers. Let's move on. An elementary school teacher was fired after her OnlyFans account was uncovered by her employer. My first question would be, what is the employer doing on OnlyFans? But she's thankful to have the support from fans and the platform, which she called empowering. Sarah Seals 40 was terminated at some place, Starbase, an educational organization, so I guess this is a, uh, not an a school, but an educational organization that said her racy, the racy online account was putting its reputation at risk. However, her double life turned upside down when a reporter from some news organization exposed the educator online. Her nickname was Buttercup. And her OnlyFans name was Buttercup1981. So apparently, she gets canned, but then her firing attracts more subscribers. Again, she's an only mom, trying to break out of the poverty cycle, that a single mom and being a teacher. So again, another one that has to do with teaching and trying to make ends meet in the educational world. So they turn to OnlyFans. And it goes on. How about this one? This one comes out of uh, Vancouver, British Columbia, about Kristen McDonald.
1: Kristen McDonald's online job is now threatening her day job. I shouldn't be told what I can and cannot do with my private time. During the day she's a high school special education teaching assistant, in her private time, the single mom has a side hustle. As an education assistant, we don't make a livable wage. Um, You have, most people in my profession have second, third jobs. She created an account under a different name on OnlyFans, a subscription-based over-18 website where she creates soft porn. But she also has public accounts under the same persona where she posts in lingerie and
2: bikinis. I didn't link any email or phone number, whether it be personal or uh, related to my profession, to any
1: of my socials. But someone complained, and she says the school district told her to stop posting. It told CBC News it could not comment on individual employees. The union supports her, saying there is nothing in the collective agreement around this type of conduct and that wages are the real issue.
0: I mean, maybe the uh, school district should be addressing that issue more so than trying to police people's uh, off-duty conduct.
1: But the district has a code of conduct that says employees must remember they are role models within the community and must not engage in activities which may negatively affect the district's operations, reputation, or work environment.
2: It absolutely raises questions around who is a role model and who isn't and the legality of those opinions.
1: This employment lawyer says she can see a case for both sides, but it could be considered discrimination.
2: If she loses her job, she might have an argument that she lost her job because of something related to gender expression. That would be an interesting case to run.
1: McDonald, who is currently on medical leave, says she will fight to keep both jobs. Susanna De Silva, CBC News, Vancouver.
0: Okay, here's, here's somebody that then was caught, and apparently there's a clause in the contract about being a role model or conducting yourself in a certain fashion. So we've got a couple different things going on here. we got one person that was completely private in Missouri and somehow was outed. Obviously, somebody subscribed and saw her and then outed her, but was in the privacy of her home, no connection to her teaching job. Another one was actually doing stuff in the classroom, so of course she gets canned. And then this one, there's a clause in the contract that says something. So you're starting to see different types of teachers doing these different types of activities, but falling under different types of scrutiny with the same result. They all end up quitting or getting fired. Now, here's another one. Amy Cupps ha, 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 was somebody that had an OnlyFans account, and uh, her ex-husband ratted her out. He was pissed off, and so apparently he... Ex uh the ex husband ratted her out, so apparently she gets called before some school members, including the school principal, to attend a Zoom meeting and some school board members. She said it was awkward. I was trembling with fear and embarrassment because everybody knew her secret and they were calling her out on it. Uh they made me feel small and disgusting. She wasn't embarrassed about doing it, but knowing my colleagues knew about it made me cringe, she said. I was so mortified, I had no choice but to step down. Mortified. Cringe. Embarrassed. Remember those. Uh, Then this is the quote of the day. I love that I had this side to me that no one at school knew about. I felt like a naughty superhero, teacher, uh, teacher by day. Temptress by night. So her ex-husband uh, ex husband rats her out, and then she gets busted, and she loses her job. So you have all these different teachers doing these different things. And then there was one that was a police officer, and this is the reason why I bring up the police officer. So there was a police officer that pulled somebody over. She was doing OnlyFans, and the person she pulled over, I guess, was going to arrest The citizen noticed her or recognized her from OnlyFans, and now that became problematic because the respect, the authority was all taken away because this guy was saying, hey, I've seen your privates. Why are you arresting me? You can't arrest me. And so now there's that respect, that authority that is no longer there because somebody did not want to have an arrest on the record by somebody doing OnlyFans. And now the cop was also doing it with the husband. So it was a duo thing going on for 30 bucks. Okay. So you have all these different things. And the reason for the police officer, I know it's not education, but again, the husband's involved, something I want to get into. And then the fact that you have a lack of authority and a lack of respect, or you lose your lack of, or you lose your respect, and you lose that authority. And without the lack of respect and authority, you run into problems. So most of the teachers say they do it because... They need money. Missouri, where Brianna was, is the sixth lowest when it comes to teacher salary by state. They average about fifty two thousand. She was making forty-two thousand. Mississippi is the lowest, in case you're wondering, at about forty-seven thousand. South Dakota, forty-nine, and West Virginia at fifty are the bottom three. So Missouri is in the you know, lowest six. Now, if you're curious about the other side, New York is number one with ninety-two thousand average salary. Massachusetts eighty-eight, and California eighty-seven. They're the top three, just in case you were wondering about which teachers make the most. Now, let's review. We talked about it in the past. So again, you've got teachers going to OnlyFans because they need to supplement their income. We've got teachers leaving the teaching profession altogether because of just the Chaotic nuttiness that's involved in it. You've got um, an education system that's failing basically all the kids because we've talked about the proficiency levels are way below class standards or where they should be. So some of the latest numbers. Apparently there's this uh, organization, NAEP, or it's a test, that shows or measures and keeps track of these testing scores. Again, for proficiency at grade level. So the largest score uh, score decline in the NAEP, NAEP mathematics at grades four and eight since 1990, the most recent ones, which I think was last year, the largest score decline since 1990 happened in grades four and eight in mathematics. Score declines in readings have dropped to lower levels than 2019 for grades four and eight. So again, the trend is proficiency is going down. In Illinois, only 30% of students are at reading level, at grade level. So they can read, if you're a third grader, you can read at third grade level. If you're a fourth grader, reading at fourth grade level. Eighth grade, reading at eighth grade level. So only 30% of students in Illinois are reading at grade level. Nearly 75% of students in Illinois are failing proficiency in math. The national average for math proficiency, which is the latest numbers now that have just come out, 38%. 62% of the country is not proficient in math. The area, they call it the state, but the area that has the highest math proficiency is the Virgin Islands, 85%. Lowest math proficiency is Maryland, 19%. Some other states with some high math proficiency, Maine, 81%. Iowa, 64%. Through the years, Iowa has always kind of been at the forefront of education. Uh, District of Columbia, surprising, 55% of people math proficient. Virginia, 54%. Ohio and Washington at 50%. So of the 50 states... Only seven are above 50%. That's crazy. That is a lot of people that are Ill, uh, illiterate and can't do math. Outside of education, about 130 million adults in the U.S. have low literacy skills, according to a Gallup analysis of data from the U.S. Department of Education. 130 million. Supposedly, there's about 330 million-ish people. 130 million. Low literacy skills. Now, how does that or why does that matter? So again, 130 million, low literacy skills. This means more than half of Americans between the ages of 16 and 74 read below the equivalent of a 6th grade level. Half of the so-called adult population has a reading level ability of lower than 6th grade. This also includes the ability to write comprehension, evaluation of what you read, utilization of information. Reading something and then understanding it and then using that information that you read. This is all under I guess literary uh, literary uh, proficiency. So, it includes health, if you're reading health stuff from the doctor, uh financial information that you might need, legal information, You know, they always say that uh, the rich people get all the good uh, lawyers and doctors and so forth because they get the money, and that's true. But maybe it's also because some of the lower-income people are less literate and don't understand, and they can't help themselves. That could be part of the problem. Nearly one in five adults have literary proficiency at or below level one. Level zero means nothing. I think goes from level one to level five. So anyways, as you go on and on, you could see that the education system in America is terrible. And we can see that nobody is learning and that education across the board is failing. And people are more concerned with woke agendas, LGBTQ ideology, uh, trans ideology, uh, pornographic books in the school libraries, turning students from male to female, boys to girls, and all this stuff pride flags and everything, that is the number one concern across the board when it comes to education, Appears to, or at least it appears that way. But you can also make for the fact that it seems to be the emphasis because teachers across the board aren't educating their students. Now, there could be a number of reasons. We just don't want to dump it on teachers. Kids, they have their own responsibility. Parents have a huge responsibility that they are not even – close to achieving or being a part of. And so it's a huge problem when it comes to educating people. So now back to the teachers. So you've got teachers that are making low pay. You've got teachers that have high bills, student loans, whatever, can't make ends meet. So they need alternatives. Well, the quickest and easiest, I guess, they turn to OnlyFans where they can sit in the comfort of their home or their classroom And they can make content that people then will view. So you might think that perhaps this is innocent. Maybe you think they should go. Maybe you think, well, it depends. If they're a good teacher, like maybe Brianna Coppage in Missouri, didn't really seem as if she was violating anything. There was no code of conduct that she had to adhere to, like in other cases. Uh, She wasn't in her classroom. She had a completely different name she uh had it under a, a lock and key, so to speak you know subscription rates subscription based um, she master's degree going for a specialist degree sounds like she needed some extra income, and this was the way she chose so the question would be if you had someone like that and she was a good teacher, should you overlook the fact that she's doing adult contact on social media and making money to try to make ends meet, or are you still in agreement that she should be kicked out of the classroom. Obviously, the question could be for some of these other teachers, but some of them did violate maybe a contract code of conduct or obviously being in the classroom on school grounds without permission. Well, regardless of what you did, you were probably on school grounds without permission, right? But here's another thing. We all like to do different things. We all have hobbies and other things that we like to do. Like, for example, when I do this podcast, it does take a lot of time and planning And I like to do a lot of research to make sure that what I'm saying is accurate or as accurate as can be. So teachers, if they're engaged in this content and this content is making them more money than their teacher salary, is it possible then that they could be putting more and more time into their creative content, we'll call it, where they're making more money and less time in their lesson plans? Is that a concern? They've lost focus on the job, and maybe they cut corners because they want to spend more time over here doing their adult content. Could there be a possibility where parents, dads, find out and the parent-teacher conferences become something more sexual harassing or pay for grades or whatever scandalous thing that could come out of it? So, I think that does raise some sort of question that even if the teacher is a good teacher, then perhaps you have to look at it because maybe they're not fulfilling their teacher obligations because we're having a hard enough time trying to educate students altogether. The other thing, when I go back to that, uh, police officer with her husband, I was scrolling through some, some things on, uh, video hosting sites. And I came across this old clip from Muhammad Ali. So again, a lot of times, uh, these teachers might be single. I think the one in uh, Vancouver that we played the clip on the one in, um, Missouri, I think they're single, but whatever. But one of them, the police officer of Minneapolis, the husband was involved and they were doing it together. And there's other people that have, uh, I guess a significant other that they do videos together and boom, there's their content. But here's something that Muhammad Ali said. Uh, the basic underlining quote was, I'm going to play the clip so you can hear him specifically, but uh, what God has made valuable, he made hard to find. What does that mean? Well, take a listen and let me know.
3: Anything God made precious, He nature has it. You cannot find diamonds easy. You have to dig and dig and dig. Then you gotta work to clean them. You cannot, <coughs> when you cannot find, listen. You cannot find gold. Everything God made valuable, He made it hard to get. Pearls, rubies, uh, and ain't my oil. You have to dig, and half the time you don't strike. Everything God created that was valuable, He made it hard to get to. Ain't my woman more important than some diamonds and some oil and some gold? When she's the field which produced my sons and daughters, why should she walk around all nude in all of these designed clothes? Her breasts is out. She's on the beach wearing clothes that show more than her panties when she go to bed. That's right. People alone just might as well come out with a bazer on and her panties. She'd be more covered up than she do in the European style with just something covering up of her nipple and just a little old G-string over. And she's walking out on the beach naked. These are savages. I, I'm going to have my daughter, my wife, or my woman walk around for her, Amanda. Ooh, look, I got do. Boy, if I could get to her. And what I want that for? She's mine. What do you mean? What's wrong with walking around?
0: Isn't there some truth to that? I mean, Muhammad Ali says that if he's with a woman, he doesn't want her out prancing around because she's mine. He talks about how diamonds and other precious metals and stones and things are hard to find. You have to dig for gold. You have to dig for diamonds. And sometimes you might not find things. And it takes effort to find these valuable resources, right? Right. And then he says, aren't women more important? What about modesty? Modesty, I think, has been thrown out the window. A lot of people might call me prude for saying that, but no. There is a sense of modesty that has gone out. Whether it's been in the church, whether it's been in the workplace, whether it's been anywhere, there is really no more modesty. And then the other thing, too, is men. Why do you want other men to see your wife's body, maybe significant other, if it's a, if you're long-term dating, if you're just dating, there's real no commitment, maybe that's a different story, but why would you want to promote your wife's body to the world? I guess that's something that I would never be able to understand because isn't she more important to you than the money that comes in? Isn't she more important to you? Then the diamonds and the gold and everything, do you value her? And I think that's a problem that we have in society is men don't value women like they should. They look at them as sex objects, and that's why we go round and round and round. Women want to dress a certain way. They want to act a certain way. They want to have OnlyFans accounts, but then as a police officer, a teacher, whatever, they then don't get the respect that they think they should get when the person just saw them naked. Engage in sexual activity the night before on OnlyFans? I mean, that's a legitimate thing. And then go back to the adjectives. Embarrassed. Cringeworthy. um, And all those different things that they mentioned in those articles that they felt. uh, Embarrassed was was cringeworthy. They knew that uh, there was going to be a possibility for some fallout. Nothing positive came from all those accounts of people getting fired. It was always negative. They all lost their job. They were all outed, and then they lost the respect from their peers and coworkers, probably a lot of people gossiping about them. A lot of rumors were probably put into uh, into play after it. But it comes back to, especially if you're married men, if you're going to participate, why do you want other men to see a wife's body? I think that's very valid from Muhammad Ali. There's another uh, person, I think the name is Jada Amor. I don't know. I couldn't figure it out. Um, But she did OnlyFans for a while, and now she's going around telling people the dangers of OnlyFans. It was a lengthy uh, conversation, but here's a couple clips of uh, this gal talking about the consequences of OnlyFans.
2: Besides what I was posting on there, no, I don't want to do stuff like that anymore, and that's going to be really hard for me. To break through. That was a decision that I make and I have to deal with the consequences moving forward of like how that's gonna affect my life now on if i have a daughter if i have a son like every decision that you make is going to affect you some people don't care some people are watching this and don't give an absolute crap and believe like you know the world we live in like it's normalized and all that stuff but you are an example that comes with stuff that comes with men not respecting you that comes with you know uh, like problems in relationships there are problems that come later in the future with an OnlyFans. Like, that's just facts. If you think you're going to make an OnlyFans and there's not going to be problems, there's going to be problems.
0: She says it right there. If you're going to make OnlyFans and think there's no problems, there are going to be problems. I'd pose this if you would just indulge me for a moment. If you're a mother, and let's say you maybe have a a young boy, maybe 10 years old, 8 years old, somewhere in there, maybe 11, 12, and they're living with you, and you're walking around the house. Would you walk around the house naked? Would you be lying on the couch watching TV just naked? So your son can see you? Probably not. Although, like she said, we've normalized so many of these like sexualized things that maybe do. But no. You probably wouldn't. You probably wouldn't want... Your mature age son staring at your naked body. That'd be creepy, wouldn't it? I mean, might almost be to the point of being illegal. Child abuse. But no, you wouldn't. However, you do only fans. What's on the internet stays on the internet. The other thing too, which we'll get to in the next clip, is people will steal your content and put it other places, so now you lose control of it. At some point in time, like she said, your child is going to find you on the internet. They're going to see everything you do. Do you really want that for $8,000? Can you put a price on that? Is it worth $8,000 a month for your son or daughter to eventually find you or to have their peers, friends at school find you and now show pictures around. And so now they're sitting at school with all these pictures of their mother naked on screen that everybody's watching. She talks about men not respecting you. That's absolutely true. Men do not respect women enough period, but men do not respect women that are in the sex business. They just don't. That's just a fact, Jack. They do not. If you're going to be an example for your kids. So I work with a lot of students that are trying to, uh, who are parents, they are trying to go back and get their uh, high school equivalency. And a lot of them do it for different reasons. But a big reason is so that they can sit and have credibility with their kids to say, stay in school. See, I, I dropped out, yeah, but I went back and got my education. They're trying to be the example and also have a second chance in life. But are you being an example? Do you want your child to go and do this? Because there's no way you could sit there and say, oh, don't do it, because they're going to do it. The only way you could possibly get away with that is, don't do it because I did it, and this is how bad the experience was. Problems will come in the future. Here's the other thing, too. Think of your situation right now. And in the future, there's going to be things that go on, whether it's job opportunities, whether it's other type of opportunities, um, whether it is a relationship, whatever it is, something's going to come on the horizon that you are not aware of now. And OnlyFans has the possibility of ruining that. Now, what if you get into a relationship with a guy and he finds out you had OnlyFans at one point in the past? What if he bolts, says, "No, nope, that's not for me. I don't want that. I don't want to be with somebody that the whole world has seen. Now, half of you might say, Oh, that's bad on his part. But why? Why are you questioning his, what he wants? Some might say, Oh, that's not fair. That absolutely is fair because he can choose who he wants to be with based on the criteria that he wants. And so then you get heartbroken because maybe you lose this relationship. And it's not a fairy tale ending like the movies in Hollywood. The guy ain't going to be like, oh, okay, I have a second chance. Get back together and live happily thereafter after. You might be heartbroken and crushed because of that. Something to think about. Here's another uh, clip from the same gal warning about the dangers of OnlyFans.
2: The, the really hard thing to accept for me is that, like, my anything I have posted on there is all over the Internet. Like, you can type in my name And there's like the Reddit account that pops up, and it doesn't have everything, but it has a lot of stuff that I had posted on there, and it sucks. Because if I go and message them and say, Can you take this all down out of the kindness of your heart? Because I've transitioned and I'm giving my life over to God, and I don't want the stuff on the internet, I bet they don't. Give a crap about how I feel. So your stuff is on the internet for life and you have to be okay with that. If you have a little girl one day and you want your little girl never to do stuff like that. But they type in mommy's name and all that stuff pops up. What are you gonna do? Another thing about it is that people took my videos and my pictures that I had posted on there. And they went and made a separate like account pretending to be me to make money off my selling my photos and my videos that I posted on there and so even if I shut it all down there's accounts that are frauding and pretending to be me to make money off of those photos and videos that I had made three that is a hard reputation to break like I don't know how many comments I get of like you have only fans like shut up you got only fans like you're going to lose respect
0: yeah you're going to lose respect Guys do not respect women in the sex business, period. Now, there may be some, but no, they overall do not. goes back to the old saying, if a lady sleeps around, she's a slut. If a guy sleeps around, he's a stud. Fair? No. Truthful? No. That's just what it is. You can easily lose your reputation in a minute based on anything. And for women, especially when it comes to sex and a sexualized content, it could be even more. Now, of course, there's some people that have risen above that and have survived the sexualized world and have done adult work, and I guess their reputation is fine. But on a whole, like she said, you're going to have a bad reputation or your reputation is going to be ruined. You're going to lose respect because people will not respect you anymore. But then here's the other thing. You're talking about the monetary uh, the monetary aspect of it. So you're putting content out there, making your eight grand or whatever a month, but now people are stealing that and creating sites over here and making money off of you over here. Now you're losing your value. And maybe you're charging eight bucks here and maybe they're charging four over here. So people, now you're losing money. So even from a financial aspect There's a lot of issues. And no matter what you do, you cannot only protect, solely protect your stuff from getting stolen and being distributed. It's going to happen. And that's what she says. And so you're losing money. People are taking your stuff. You're on the Internet for life. It's not going away. I had a conversation one time on a radio show with an adult performer. She had become a Christian this girl here that we just listened to, also referring to giving her life to God. But she was a Christian, this other gal. And when she was young, apparently she signed a contract with some company to perform, and she basically signed the rights away to her entire life. Now, as the story goes, she didn't think she was going to be around long enough because she had a a bad outlook on life. And so she didn't think she was going to be around long enough to even care. So she signed away the rights to her images and videos and all that stuff. Well, years later again, finding God, she became a Christian and she's been fighting ever since to try to get the content taken down, but it's out there for everyone to see even to this day. And she stopped performing years and years and years ago, but it's still out there today that people can see because stuff on the internet is there for life. And depending on what you do and what your life is like and what your reputation is like, that could change it. I mean, you could meet people 10 years later that knew nothing about your past because your past is your past and you change it. You change your life and now you're something different. Now you're a mom doing girl scouts and PTA and all this stuff. And then all of a sudden somebody in that community of school and PTA and girl scouts or whatever finds a video or something of you. And now your whole new world is shattered with the rumors People starting to look at you different. People starting to stare at you different. Think of you different. Again, I'm not going to judge you. You do what you want to do. You do what you feel like you need to do. But keep in mind that, yeah, the money might be there. But there's a lot of things far greater than money that it could cost you by doing it. And it's not just going to be fun and games. You might lose family. You might lose friends and friendships. We talked about friendships, I think, in our last podcast. What is the true friend going to be? Yeah, the true friend is going to be there for you through it all, but they don't have to accept what you're doing or support you in it, but they could be there. Just like I talked about a friend of mine that was in prison. You know, He did, I guess, what he did according to the courts. I'm not going to judge him for it, but yeah. He served his time. I was there as much as I could be to support him through it, but he had to do his time. So you can be there for the people in those times, but you don't necessarily have to support them. So if you're doing OnlyFans and someone thinks that's a bad idea, they could still be there for you in whatever capacity they want. But it doesn't mean they're going to approve of it. And in fact, you might have people that just might be like, no, I just can't do this anymore. Because true friendship also means building barriers around yourself to protect yourself. And if you have friends that then become something that you don't want to be a part of, maybe you do have to walk away. It's a delicate situation. But just know that if you do do it, there's going to be consequences. And those consequences might not be the consequences that you are hoping for. Now, if you mentioned, uh, if you remember in that one video, you have... uh the the gal talking about giving her life to God. So revival in America. We go from OnlyFans and the seedy world of adult content to a revival in America, college campuses being overrun with worship services, baptisms, and salvation on these college campuses. Twenty twenty three has been a pretty big year for this. Uh, Asbury college back in February of this year in Wilmore, Kentucky, they had a chapel service. Apparently it's a Christian school and you have chapel. I'm familiar with that. Uh, maybe if you went to Biola university, for example, you'd have mandatory chapel that you have to go to. Um, but the chapel service one day just ended and there were some students that decided, you know, I'm just going to stay around and continue singing some songs and maybe talking about some things that are going on in our life. And next thing you knew. The revival was taking place. They did not leave. It finally ended like 16 days later on April, on uh, February 24th. But yeah, it went for a period of time where people were just coming, pouring out their heart, worshiping God, maybe sharing what's going on in their life, prayer, seeking help, all these things going on. And they had a revival. Uh, some, uh, news media. Uh, wanted to you know make a big deal out of it, like I think Tucker Carlson, ooh, the taboo name. Um, but the school was like, no, we just we just prefer you not come because this isn't about a news story. This is about a movement going on in the lives of people on campus whose lives are being transformed by the Holy Spirit as they're on campus worshiping God, praying, and having revival. So that ended in February. Well, another revival took place on the University of Oklahoma. Now, we've done a past episode about the women's college softball team. The women's college softball team just won their third straight national championship in the spring of 2023. And when they were on ESPN and they were asked about you know, winning and all those post-game questions, they were actually giving glory to God for their win. And they were giving their basically giving their testimony on what they believe and what their uh, thoughts are and what their faith is. So there was already that. But prior to that, because that was, I think, June-ish of 2023. But prior to that, in March, there was a student, a senior at the University of Oklahoma, um, again, having some issues in life, trying to figure out in life, you know, much like probably people in Asbury, you know, you're a college student. You're about to graduate perhaps or just a college student. You've got a lot of things going on. You've got school. You've got life. You're still trying to find yourself. Maybe you got relationship issues. Maybe, um, whatever the case may be, you've got something going on and you're seeking help. You're seeking, you're seeking is really what it comes down to. And so here's this guy at the University of Oklahoma who's sitting there one day and this is what he had to say. It kind of started with God just whispering, fill the stadium to me in a coffee shop one day. and uh, Since then, a bunch of students have popped on board, and we've uh, seen unbelievable uh, success and numerous miracles since then. We all come from, from different churches and different ministries, and we're all plugged in in, in different organizations on campus. Um, but everyone's rallied behind this because they're all um, moved by
2: what the Lord is doing on this campus and what they believe that will happen this Saturday.
0: So apparently the guy's sitting there in coffee shop and trying to figure out life. And God says to him, fill the stadium. And so he gets this idea, says he's just sitting there trying to figure out what I'm going to do with my life. I'm asking God, what's next? What's next? He's a senior feeling the stress and the weight of not knowing what's going to happen next after college. And as he's doing that, he's sitting there trying to brainstorm and pray going through scripture to try to find some clarity. He hears fill the stadium. And he was like, okay, God, if you promise to show up to make it happen, I will do it. And then sure enough, 60,000 people filled the stadium on the campus of the University of Oklahoma for a time of worship. Uh, Chance the Rapper, Kari Job, amongst others, were there. 60,000 people on a college campus because he heard God say, fill the stadium. And so a lot of people are there having revival, worship, trying to just take it all in. And then most recently, you had at the uh, University of Auburn, you had a revival. And again... It was one night. It was Auburn Unite. And it was a night of worship and revival that turned into a huge baptism. There was a lake about a half mile away. And they all started to make their way to the lake. And over 200 people were baptized. Here's one of them. They're sitting at the lake. And they're just calling out people's names. And they're going into the lake. And they're baptizing people. Over 200 In fact, the uh, football coach, Hugh Freeze, was a part of it, helping people in the lake, baptizing. So the woman behind the event, I believe her name name is Tanya, but I believe it's uh, Prewet, said it began with just five girls meeting in the arena each week to pray. Then it grew from there up to about 200 people, and then some local ministries picked up on it and saw that this was happening, and then they decided to turn it into a, a night of worship. Um, and so these local ministries said that they wanted to get behind this and turn it into something much bigger. And then about 5,000 people attended this Unite Auburn and it was free because donors covered the cost and then it turned into baptism. So you have two things going on in this world right now, in this country. You have a lot of people, young people on college campuses worrying about the future, trying to get through college, having problems, having issues, Revival took place in Asbury uh, College in Kentucky because people didn't want to leave chapel because they were burdened by life. And they were seeking relief from that burden, and they were seeking that relief of that burden through God's scriptures and worship. You had this guy in Oklahoma burdened about his future. What am I going to do next after college? God says, fill the stadium. And 60,000 people show up at the University of Oklahoma for a night of worship. Life's changing. Auburn University. One lady meeting with about five girls. I believe the, the lady was the wife of a basketball coach, too. But meeting with five girls. And when you hear her story, she talks about how these girls were burdened by life. I think they even said to the point that one girl had a hard time even coming out of a room. But the burdened by life. So she's praying with them, praying with them. And then other people burdened by life hear about it, and it grows to about 200 people. And then local ministries hear about it, and they want to turn it into something big. Next thing you know, 5,000 people show up. 200 people get baptized. Revival taking place on college campuses across America. People burdened by life. But they turn to God instead of maybe other things. And then you take a look at these teachers. They're burdened by finances, seems to be the biggest burden that they have, trying to supplement their income. And that's very valid. That is a very valid burden, especially today in America. People living paycheck to paycheck. You've got student loans. You've got high interest rates. You've got a car payment. You've got some sort of mortgage or rent or something that keeps going up. Food prices are astronomical. You cannot go get any type of fast food for under $10. bucks. is no more dollar menu. There is no more nothing. Everything is outrageous. So, What do they do? They turn to OnlyFans. Now, if you look at that, you might think that's fine. And I'm not going to judge them. Uh, Obviously, I would think that for them, um, there might be other alternatives. But again, it's hard to argue if you're just, you know, spending an afternoon making some videos to make eight grand. I get it. It sure as hell beats the socks off of door dashing. But when you look at these college students struggle and the concerns they have about the future, they turn to God for their answers. Versus OnlyFans for some of these teachers. But what's the consequences of that? Well, turning to God, if you believe that, the consequences are going to be greater in the long term. Now, he's going to be able to give you peace that passes all understanding. And he's going to be there in a time for as a friend, as a comforter. He could open doors for you that might never have been opened before. He can do a lot. But it's something that's not really tangible, Yet, you can't really see it, right? Like $8,000 in your paycheck or in your bank account, you can see. But then also the eternal life aspect of it. So by turning to God, the ramifications are, well, maybe you lose some friends because they don't want to be a part of a religion or they don't want to be a part of you being a Christian. So you might lose some friends. Yeah, that's part of life. Life might not be easy. But the turning to God doesn't have any negative ramifications on you personally. People really aren't going to look at you different. They may a little bit, but everybody has some sort of religion in their life in this day and age. Uh, you may be persecuted for it by government and other people. So again, it's not going to be an easy road, but then you take a look at the only fans and the consequences of that. You've got a loss of respect. You've got a loss of perhaps job, what happens when, let's just be honest, you're a hot little something and now you're not a hot little something and you've got some lines and you've got some extra weight and now you're not getting subscribers that you once had and now what are you going to do? What happens? Newscasters don't just quit and go away off the local news because they don't want to do it anymore. It's because somebody, unfortunately, had better looks. It's just a fact. You can say I'm wrong, but it's a fact. Young, beautiful, sexy sales. And you can be replaced once you lose that. So your subscriptions go down. So you lose respect. People are going to look at you differently. Um, They're going to – perhaps you're going to lose your job. Perhaps it's going to be on the internet for all to see. Perhaps people steal your content. Now you have no longer control over it. A lot of negative aspects to it. So is it better to rely on a higher power, like God, for example, To help you find a job, maybe a different job, maybe in a different school district, maybe in a different state, maybe being open to moving someplace so you can make ends meet or a different job or be self reliant and do something like OnlyFans. It's a choice between God and self, really, when it comes down to it. And that's what you're going to have to decide. So is life going to be easy no matter which way you go? No. It's still going to be difficult because there's outside sources. But with God, you can have that peace that passes all understanding. God is not going to him himself make things worse for you. In fact, he'll make things better for you. You may still go through bad things because that's life, but he will make it better for you has the ability to do that, plus the implications of life after death. Whereas going to OnlyFans, by going to OnlyFans, you might get what you need, money, but OnlyFans could and probably will provide you with other problems, create more drama in your life, be more of a burden in the long run. So you have two different things, two different avenues. I'll let you decide what you want to do. And I'm not going to judge because I'm just going to worry about myself. But it is something something to think about. This is Two Steps Head Podcast, encouraging you to take your passion, make it happen, let yourself be great. I'm Son Edom. You can check out our website, RadioWarp.com. That's Radio, W-A-R-P, RadioWarp.com. And you can scroll through and there's different logos that pop up for different podcasts that I do. But the Two Steps Head Podcast is there. Click on the uh, podcast logo, and all our shows pop up. You'll see them right there in video form. You can scroll down, and you can see all the video from the episodes that we've done. And then there's an orange banner that goes across. That's uh, a link to our SoundCloud, which is our audio portion of the podcast. And you can download those audio podcasts and take them with you on the go or just listen to them right there on SoundCloud. So video and audio, your choice. Uh, We're also on Rumble. Uh, YouTube and other places for the video. We're pretty much everywhere you listen to podcasts on the audio side, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, um, like I said, my website. If anything, just internet search TWO, Two Steps Ahead Podcast, and the show will pop up. You can also say, hey, Suri, hey, Google, hey, Alexa, play TWO, Two Steps Ahead Podcast, and our show plays. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at TWO, Two Steps Ahead Podcast, uh, my personal page is Edom Rocks and you can email the show, two steps ahead podcast at gmail.com and against TWO for all things two, but TWO two steps ahead podcast at gmail.com. Send me an email and I will respond. So there's many ways that you can find us. It's not too difficult. And, um, we're there. No matter what you do, life is hard. There's going to be a lot of burdens in life, a lot of things that we have to overcome. And we're not always going to make the right decision. And there's going to be times that we have to just go through that struggle. But when it comes down to it, we cannot quit. We have to do everything we can to try to bring out our inner greatness, raise the standard in our lives so that we can become successful, become great, inspire and motivate others around us to do the same. And so most importantly, so that we can take our passion and make it happen and let ourselves be great. This is Two Steps Ahead Podcast. I'm signing them. Hey, thanks for listening. Do tell a friend. And until next time, God bless.